Now, we were speaking um, on the programme last week and the news came out, the most in-depth survey of the British and Irish flora ever undertaken found that over half of Ireland's native plant species are in decline, with native grassland plants suffering the most. The Botanical Society of Britain and Ireland, which conducted the study, said declines have been driven by habitat loss, mineral enrichment and altered grazing pressure rather than climate change. It said it's human activity that's the cause of the decline and that human activity must be recruited to restore it. Uh, In all... 1,939 plant species were recorded, just under half of which were native to Ireland. The study found 56% of Ireland's native plants have declined either in range or abundance or both. Native grassland plants have suffered the most, but many plants of lakes and wetlands have also declined. In contrast, 80% of non-native plants introduced into Ireland since 1500, the year 1500, have increased. Most of these non-native species are benign, but some, such as Himalayan balsam and rhododendron, have become invasive with a negative impact on the native flora. Uh, and, and a number of different issues coming out of it. Native woodland plants, such as bluebells, have fared relatively well, with many holding their own or gaining slightly, even though Ireland is one of the least wooded countries in Europe. In recent years, the extent of woodland has gradually been increasing, most notably through the planting of conifers and to a lesser extent, broadleaf trees. However, many other Irish native species have suffered. Plants of grassland, such as field gentian, have fared worst, according to the findings. So, what can we do? What do we need to do in relation to this? Um, uh, is it time for a change in the laws that we have uh, with regards to it? With me on the line to talk about this in more detail, we've got Owen Dalton as the author of a best-selling and award-winning book An Irish Atlantic Rainforest. He's almost 14 years living with 73 acres of woodland re- uh, wildland rewilding in Beira in West Cork. Owen, good morning to you and thanks for joining me in the programme. Good morning, Jerry. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Uh, no problem. Listen, this study, I suppose, didn't come as, as any dramatic news to you, but I suppose it is dramatic news. Uh, nonetheless, a huge study, 20 years of field work showing that we've kind of been going the wrong direction in terms of protecting our flora. Yes, absolutely. A, a massive amount of work went into re- producing this report and, you know, absolutely, you know, fair play to all of the people, the, the many thousands of uh, volunteers who who gave their time to collate all the information contained in it. And yeah, you're right, it didn't, there's nothing in there that would come as any kind of a surprise to anybody who's aware of how bad things are for nature in in Ireland and Britain. Um, And, you know, if if you look at how we're treating the land, it it would be a shock if, if things weren't going in this direction. So, you know, if you go right back into prehistory, when when the whole of Ireland was wild native hab- natural habitat, we went from that to 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 almost all farmland, which would have involved a reduction in species diversity, but. But we've seen an increased reduction uh, over the last fifty years or so, as agricultural practices have been have been industrialised, 
And so what does that mean in practice? So, for example, if a field that maybe 30 or 40 years ago would have been full of wild, a big mixture of wild plants, grasses, flowers, all sorts of orchids, all, all sorts of different flowering and, and other uh, plants all growing away, that has... Uh, and and grazed by say cattle that's more than likely been reseeded with one species of of high productivity grass and is also sprayed with fertilizers and slurry to to again to increase productivity and so you know wild native plants didn't evolve to be able to grow in high high nutrient conditions that we artificially impose so they they they're they're cleared out in the receding but they also can't survive because of the the artificially high levels of of nutrients of of uh, nitrogen and phosphorus um so th- so they're dying out you know and if you look at if you look at our uplands that are grazed bare by sheep, you know, they, again, these would once have been extremely rich ecosystems, absolutely bursting with thousands of of different species that all function together um, cohesively as an ecosystem. And now you just have a couple of different types of grasses and not much else. So it's yeah. really no surprise that we're witnessing a collapse in our lifetimes. Uh, and, it, you know, the, the really, the desperate thing is that it's not just plants. Every every species category that you look at, whether it's insects, birds, um, you know, everything is saying the same thing, which is that nature is dying out uh, in, in Ireland. And we we really need to turn that around before it's too late because we're yeah. getting very close to that point now. Yeah, well, I, look, I was watching a, a video this morning of um, David Attenborough and it's a video trying to get people to get involved and campaign. It was describing Britain and Ireland as one of the most nature-depleted areas in the world at the moment in terms of in his lifetime. He's seen a massive decline, 38 million birds gone, um, you know, 97% of, of wildflower meadows gone. But when you start getting into that sort of campaigning, let's say, or that debate, and what you're talking about there and what we've learned from the study last week, you have on one side the science. The answer to it is about changing the way we do things. Very quickly, that becomes about an attack on other people's livelihoods. Like there's a reason why we set all these farms up. We wanted to increase, increase productivity, increase the production of food, create livelihoods, and, and we're gone so far down that road now. It's not an easy problem to unpick, you're is it? Even though we, right, even though Jerry, we, we have to do it do very think, quickly. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Everything you've said there is spot on. Um, but I do think we can solve it, and I think it's essential that we do so in a way that's fair to farming families and and uh, rural communities, and I think that's absolutely possible. The way that we do that, uh, as things stand, farmers have no choice but to be as productive as possible. That's that's the way things that's the are system. set up. That, that's the system yeah, that's exactly. been set up. That all of the payment system, uh, the, the 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 farm subsidies, all of that is is practically all geared towards making land keep making land productive and keeping it productive we need to give farmers an alternative which is 
that they they have to be given the option. Now, the option, it's really important to stress that word. This should be something that's not, this should not be something that should be forced on anybody. But they, they need to have the option of being paid farm subsidies as they currently are for rewilding their land instead. That is allowing wild nature to come back onto their land. Mm. So if you, for example, if you have a farmer in a place like where I live in in the Bear Peninsula where land is poor and and farm holdings are mostly quite small just about every farmer has has to have some other activity to keep himself going because the people just can't make enough from the land otherwise so if you have for example a farmer who has let's say 70 acres of of rough ground and he has sheep on on that land because what else can he do with it really and you say to him okay well look you know you can carry on with the sheep and that's perfectly fine that's your choice or there's this other option which is also just a choice um to to take the sheep off and you'll continue to be paid the, the same uh, the same payments uh, as you currently are but for, for allowing nature to come back and nature will come back when you take the sheep off because the sheep are browsing down every native tree seedling that germinates um, all of the, the, the important flora that would otherwise be there um, and so as soon as you take the sheep off nature will come flooding back and I've seen that in my own place in the most spectacular way and we but but we can't expect farmers to do that when it means giving up their livelihood uh no nobody in the same position could do that could do that could give up their livelihood so we have to give them that other option of being paid to to rewild their land and i think that would would bring about a sea change in the fortunes of nature in this country what are the risks if we don't do it the, the, well, I don't think I don't think risk is the right word. I think it, we're guaranteed to see nature continue to hemorrhage in Ireland, and you know it's important to stress here that nature isn't just something that's nice to have. It's utterly essential. The, the, what keeps this planet um, habitable? is natural ecosystems. Mm. The food we uh, eat, the water we drink, the pollinators, the... the everything, the, the, the climate, the, 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 the weather systems, the, the, exactly the food we drink, the food we... The, having healthy food, uh, clean air, clean water. Uh, I'll, I'll just throw another example of you that will resonate with some of your listeners. Uh, like across Ireland we're seeing increasing problems with flooding every winter in some places they're getting hit with floods now every few years that should only happen once in 50 or 100 years and that's going to keep getting worse and the reason why there there are two reasons why that's uh, a problem and it's worsening the first of which is that our climate is breaking down because we're pumping too much carbon and other greenhouse gases into the into the atmosphere but the other one is that the the wild natural ecosystems that would once have covered the land would have absorbed vast amounts of water whether we're talking about natural native forests 
or bogs or other types of wetlands or other habitats, all of these places absorb huge amounts of water when it, when it rains heavily and let that water back out slowly. Um, by replacing all of that with just, for example, bare grass in our uplands or conifer forest. It runs forestry, off it like a pool table and floods exactly. into where it you don't flashes off yeah. and and the the, the the downstream can't cope and uh, you get all of the kind of the terrible economic and personal hardship that results from that we we yeah. we just have to start reappraising land use in this country 